is very important to us. Please hold. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. Hello. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk some talk to somebody. I got a, a strange wave. Hey, man. I had an uncle like that. You know, to make matters worse, he only had three fingers since, you know, the turtle accident. It's funny. When he was 63 years old, he got braces. I mean, come on. At some point, that ship for straight teeth has sailed. You know what I mean? No, no, wait, wait. wait. Are you even a tech guy? I mean, I can check my own oil, but that's about where it ends. No, no, no. I have a strange wave coming from my 25-year-old machine, my big drum machine leaving waves in the floor. I need help with that. Oh, okay. That that That's a different thing altogether. I'm the receptionist. You, you want the service department. Please hold. Service department, there's a call on line three. Some guy's machine's waving at the floor or some whatnot. Oh. Please pick up. Hello, service. How can I help you? Finally, man. Who was that nitwit I was talking to? What a head case. That's my son. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Not as much as I am. Anyways, I have this strange wave coming. I have a brother like that. Oh, yeah, the one with the turtle accident? Yeah, that'd be him. Listen, I'm just going to call back later, okay? Sure, just ask for Rob. Is that you? No. He's the one that doesn't have a son that you called a nitwit. This is Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bonet Adhesives. I am the Reverend Rob Johnson from Bona Training. That's right. That's right. You're a minister now. I am an ordained minister. I am too. Yeah, the two of us. We are ordained. both ordained ministers. Well, it's just a matter of time. You saw you it. You know, coming. who knew this would be a religious show? Yeah. We got to have a call in for, you know, make some donations. Absolutely. Save soul type stuff. Yes. Well, uh, so you, so let's, uh, uh, you married your daughter. Well, I didn't marry her. I officiated the ceremony. Oh, I guess there's yeah. a difference. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge difference. <laughs> I said that to a couple people when I found out, you know, they found out that, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I married Rebecca. And I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of strange. Yeah. I, I officiated their ceremony. Yes. How about that? That's pretty cool. Did you, did you, uh, tear up at all? What's that? Did you tear up at all? Did I tear up? Yeah. No, no. I know it's a I, long, it's a long wait, but, but between the officiating and actually getting to the food line. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, well, the family's not gonna like that joke, <laughs> man. Tell you that right now. I didn't think we were going there. That's kind of low. Well, I mean, listen, I did the same thing. It takes forever. <laughs> I mean, you're the last guy to eat. You oh, when you were, yes. when you were the minister. Yes, I mean. Um, we didn't get to do anything like that. We did it in her front yard. Really? Yeah, there was only, a, you know, um, her brother and sister was okay. there and uh, the grandkids and me and Pauline. They had to keep it, you know, because there's no gatherings of more than 10. Yeah. 
so it was uh, it was outside it was nice she yeah. put her dress on and everything we're gonna nice. do the whole reception and everything in uh november so you know everybody nice. will be able to attend and so why do this one um, now and then you're gonna do it again in uh, november well i think they're doing more reception type deal in november okay. and nice. uh yeah she she had in her head she wanted may 1st as her anniversary very cool I stopped asking why. I just did yeah. what I was told. Well, congratulations. That's a milestone in, in uh, everybody's life, right? Well, I told all my buddies, I'm an ordained minister if you need anything now. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a bunch of uh, requests to give people last rites when it's time. When it's time? From yeah. my friends, yeah, my buddies and stuff. Where? What are we talking about today, Wayne? Well, we talk, we're going to talk about the power drive. And for Let's anybody talk just, about the power drive. For anybody that just says, wait a minute, I already listened to them Yahoo's talk about the power drive. I, I, I've, been wanting to I've been wanting to talk about this for, for several episodes. So I, this is a good time to do it, I guess. Um, when the power drive first came out, you know, I, uh, I've been hearing about it from our European counterparts. I've, I've said this before, but I'm, I'm saying this to get to something else. You know, I've heard about it from our, our European counterparts. Um, I saw I saw videos of it and everything, but I wanted to put my hands on it. And when I did, um, the first one I sold was to my brother, John, in California. I, I believed in it that much. It's a great machine, all right? So then, you know, years go by, and I'm away from it now because, you know, as you know, I'm national sales manager, bono adhesives. Um, so, so I've kind of gotten away from that side of our business. And... Um, I was on a job the other day, uh, sanding a floor in Atlanta. And as you know, I don't do it anymore. So uh, I just had a few hours. I was able to be there. The guy was having some problems on a job. I think I talked about it earlier. Rob, that power drive with the weights and the steel disc, forget about it. It's, it's a new game. If you, if you use the power drive and you, and you use it like, like I did when it first came out, if you got away from it or whatever, you, I'm telling you, those weights and that and them steel discs, and I, I swear I believe in them. Them steel discs are incredible. I mean, and, and I, I told you I'm doing my floor upstairs. I've got uh, American cherry, walnut, maple, uh, paduk, jara, uh, to name a few of the species. They're all all different, all different hardnesses and stuff. And there's no question in my mind. I'll have pictures and everything when I when I get finished with that. But that that steel disc, it's amazing. I mean, on that machine, it'll get that floor dead, dead, dead flat. The technology nowadays in sandings. And I started thinking about this. You know, when we were doing floors, and guys still today they're doing the traditional floors. They're using the, the you know the the big machine and the edger. Today. You know, it's a it's a different game today. You know, the craftsmanship that you had to all that you know being so precise and everything on the edge and everything. Now, what you got to know is sandpaper progression. That's the game now. It's not being like I'm so good I can edge this hallway. You know, bent over, my back's killing me, but I can edge a hallway 30 feet long by three feet going the wrong direction, and you know, and get done, look down there, and, and make it look flat. Okay, and all the stress that's involved in that. That, that party is over. Now that's that's a different game now. Now it's just about sandpaper progression. 
And I thought about this when I was when I was running that machine on that job, and, and, and I was kind of going through my head this whole thing. And I and I thought it just like a light came on. That's the game now. It's understanding sandpaper, the minerals in sandpaper, and and that 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 power drive is freaking phenomenal. The results we got on that on that floor was incredible. When did you use the steel plates? What part of the process did you use steel plates, or did you use them all the way through? Uh, I, I I thought when I when I was using this that I would I would not use them all the way through. Then when I started going up to the finer grits, that I would uh, I would um, switch over and take the steel plates off. But I use them all the way up through the end. And I mean, I'm telling you, Rob, that floor was dead, dead, dead flat. Complicated layout, a lot of things going on. The guys that did the job originally. Did a good job. I mean, it, was, it would have passed in most jobs, but um, you know, this this person, every detail. I mean, they didn't miss a, a trick. I mean, the things that they were complaining about and what have you. But man, I mean, when we came in there and saying it was that job, stunning, stunning. Were you using an interface pad with the steel plate, or were you steel plate right to the rubber? Uh, steel plate to the rubber. Okay. Yeah. Because we've been really playing around a lot with that, and I'm just trying to dial that in uh, when we're doing the schools on when to use the steel plates and when not to. So every, you, you did it all the way through. Yeah, but see, here, here's the thing. Everybody's going to find their own their own system that works best for them. You get 10 guys in a room with that machine. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, they'll come up with 10 different ways that they use it. That, right? is, uh, that is amazing because at the schools, when I say, does anybody have a power drive? Uh, now you see always two, three, four hands go up. Yeah, I have one. Yeah. And you start talking to them about how they're using it, and everybody is just finding what works for them, whether it's all the way through or just the final cut or the final two cut. It's, it's everywhere. It's all over the board how guys are using this and loving it too. And so I thought, well, okay, there's a learning curve of finding out which, which, what style you like because, you know, for the way that you sand. And okay, there's a learning curve, you know, but nobody likes going through a learning curve. But then I started thinking about it. That whatever that small learning, relatively small learning curve that you've got, compare that to all the time you're 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 trying to get that floor flat by the conventional means. You're using that, you're bent over that edger all day and trying to clock the edger so you don't get scratches and all this stuff and all the all the talent and hard work that goes into that. When you figure out your system with that machine. I don't care how long you've been sanding floors, you won't go back to the way that you sanded floors before. You know, if you, if you use a, a, a drum sander or a belt sander, an edger, and then you may, you'd use, maybe you would use the, the buffer to the, the final, final everything with the buffer. If that's a system that you've been using, which is a traditional night, probably 90% of the guys, you go to this system and you figure that machine out, you ain't ever gonna sand another way. I mean, not to mention, we talk about too, some of the products that are out there that can add longevity to your career. Oh, I mean, you know, like I'll say, I'll, I'll say like the edger dolly. You know, when I first saw the edger, I'm so stupid old school. You know, when I first saw the edger dolly, I mean, I, pff, come on, who's going to, who's going to use an edger dolly? I mean, you know, I, I'm a man, I'm not going to use something like that. You know, once you get injured, once you realize that, you know, you got this one body. Now I'm going to, I'll be completely uh, transparent on this, Rob. My retirement's not going to look well for me. You know what I mean? I'm beat up to death. I mean, everything hurts. My, my back is shot. My knees are shot. My, I got arthritis in my, my shoulder. My, I got arthritis in my hands. You still got hair, though. 
Well, yeah, yeah. You still got I, some I, hair. I used to complain about having red hair. Now I just I'm happy to have anything. Now you're happy to, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I kill for red hair right now. So my wife looks at me, and I know that she's saying, "I'm going to have to take care of this old guy, man." You know, I just, you know, I got to get out of this. Yeah, I got to get out of this. Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. And your whole time I'm doing floors, I'm thinking, yeah, it hurts, but I'm a man. You shrug it off. You, you, that's, 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 you got to be tough, right? You got to, you know, Absolutely. I would come Absolutely. home at the end of the day. I'd buy a, I'd, I'd stop by the, the, the convenience store. I'd go in there, I'd buy a big, big bag of ice. I'd take the bag of ice, I'd throw it behind my back. And I'd drive home with that bag of ice behind my back. You know what I mean? And yeah. my knee, you know, and, you know, it was one thing when it hurt all day. But then when you're, your sleep at night is interrupted all night because things hurt at night when you move and what have you. And, and you can't stay in bed too long because you stay in bed too long, even that's going to hurt. So um, I'm telling these young guys, man, that you can add years to your career and you don't want to be like this when you're done. Because, I mean, listen, life is good. I'm not complaining. But, but it, it, when every step you take hurts, uh, you want to take care of that one body that you that you've been given, and uh, Rob and I did a did a podcast a long time ago, which is still cracks me up. Is on taking care of the body. Because <laughs> well, that's I'll never know, because um, I don't know two guys that are more beat up than us. But this trade will beat the hell out of you. It will flat out beat the hell out of you. So anything that you can use that lands longevity to your career is an investment in yourself. So. I don't care what whatever the whatever the price is. You look at being able to add years to your career and less pain level to your career and even into your retirement years, what in the world is that worth? I can tell you what it's what it looks like from this side of the business when you're done. I mean, um I I think and like I said, when we when we put the weights on that thing, Rob, the steel discs, I mean it's just no words. It's un stunning. Yeah. Bum asked me one day, he uh, knew I was going to an NWFA school, and he said, hey, can you try out a couple of those new pieces of equipment that are kind of like the planetary machines, like the power drive? And I did. I got back to him, and, I, and you know, he's my son. So if I thought there would be something better for him and help him out, less fatigue and everything, and that's what I told him. I said – I know a lot of guys are saying that they'll do the same thing as the power drive, but no way are they easier to run. The fatigue that comes with some of the other planetary sanders is absolutely amazing. I mean, it goes exactly what you were just saying. The complete opposite. You kill yourself with some of these other machines and the power drive is you, you can have a cup of coffee in one hand. Yeah. Yeah and move across the floor. Yeah. I mean, that's when I started playing around with some of the other planetary sanders, that was the one that really, that was the point that I was shocked about was how hard those machines are to control, to run and forget about running some of these machines, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Forget well, about it. The, the other side of this too is, um, you know how hard it is to train a new guy, to bring a new guy up in this trade. And now oh. you, you're going to lose money on the guy for, for how long? How long are you going to, before you trust him? Six to 12 months, he's going to yeah. cost you money. Yeah. Six to 12 months. Yeah. And then God forbid you lose the guy, you know, it, at month 10. 
when you got this much invested in them. You know, you want to hunt them down. Yeah. You're leaving? Really? You're yeah, leaving? I'm, starting, I'm starting my own business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's but, one of the things that we show at the school. It's one of my big talks that I give at the school is that exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you hire a new guy. He costs you six to 12 months. You're training him and this machine in three hours, I can have a guy who's never run a piece of sanding equipment before in three hours, he can be running this and making you money. One of the things we do at the school is I will take, well, you know, one of the things we always ask at the school is how much, how much experience do you have? What's your experience? You know, just during the introductions, I will always take the guy who, and there's always a guy in school who's, it's my first day. Never. I put him on that machine. He's taking care of the edging. He's taking care of the sanding. I mean, it's it's amazing what you can do with just a little bit of. If he has a little bit of talent, if he can, you know, understand what you're saying, and it, it's amazing how quick you can get these guys up to speed with this machine. Yeah, and like I said, I I, I think this cannot be. Uh, uh, understated the learning sandpaper progression is the whole game it's the whole game is understanding what sandpaper sequence you uses and you know when do i use the green paper when do i when would i go to the diamonds and you know what grid should i take it before i jump to the next one we can actually have a whole show on that we won't do it now but we'll have a show maybe a show just on the on the sandpaper progression because that's the game to me you know knowing and, and also where you can save time by, by using a different sandpaper. So the, what, what the game used to be is, how good can I edge and clock the edger and, and not have any edger marks and run the, run the machine on diagonal and hope, and hope you don't get a little chatter or a little bit of a, you know, a, a wave going on. Even those things should be gone the way of the bubonic plague. You know what I mean? I mean, chatter should never be, unless you got a serious issue with that machine. I mean, chatter shouldn't even be a concern anymore, really. Because you can you can take this machine after the first cut with a with a big machine, go to this, and just finish the job. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you said that chatter isn't even a thought when you and I started sanding floors. Chatter was everything. Yeah, that's what chatter. I mean. Chatter was everything. Yeah, removing chatter. Yep. Was was the job. I mean, you you know. Uh, loading up them them uh, split drums with the sandpaper and it was an art to to, to putting that paper on to the getting it to the right you know getting you know the right tightness you put that piece of 80 grit in there that slip piece of 80 grit in there and and just tighten it at the right amount so you didn't get chatter and then you'd back it off a little bit you had it dialed in and you did not change that formula the i told i, I know i've said this before the guy who trained us wasn't really my family's crew, we had this old French guy who was a trainer. He trained everybody on the equipment. Everybody hated him, miserable guy, and, you know, whatever. We won't get into that. But he used to have a saying, 80% of learning how to run this machine is getting the paper on. Yeah. Once you can put the paper on, you're 80% of the way there. The rest is easy. You ever have the paper blow off on you? Oh. <laughs> like a, it's not like an airplane. Like a bomb. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope you hope my dad's around when the paper blows off and I score the rubber on the drum. I, I, I just praying for that one to happen. The, the first job I ever did by myself 
It was a it was a side job. I worked for my uncle, and you know, I just wanted I would I just I wasn't even about the money. I just wanted to do a floor, and um, it was a small job, a nice couple, and uh, you know, they're watching me. You know, and, and you're anxious because it's the first time you're hooking up to the big machine by yourself and all this different stuff. And I cut the paper, I put the paper on, I go to stand the floor. I, I get about <laughs> get about twelve steps. Boom. The, the the paper the it sounds like a bomb went off the paper shot all the way across the floor and everything and you know they're they're, they're looking at me they're they're scared to death they're looking at me i turn the machine off and the guy goes wow what was that and i said you know there's nothing like going to these old machines they are they're just they're just fantastic piece of equipment but the thing about them is that they're very finicky how you put the paper on now i don't know what i did wrong you know, I, I, I watched my uncle do it every day, you know what I mean? But I was running the edger. And um, and then I had to, you know, go out to the phone booth and go, stand. this is what I, how, the way this happened. He goes, did you put the 80-grit piece of paper in there? I said, no. He goes, you got to put the 80-grit piece of paper in there, kid. So I went back and <laughs> was able to finish the job. But uh, Oh, no, I threw uh, that away. I yeah. threw that. Yeah. What's this piece of garbage in here for? <laughs> the very first job I did on my own. The very first one, I was a senior in high school. Borrowed this stuff from my dad, and I did a screening coat at a in a dining room. And I had my buddy from school played hockey with and everything. I had him come out, and he said, "Yeah, I'll work with you." So the two of us, we go out, we clean it, screen it, coat it, the whole deal. I'm so happy, you know. It's Friday afternoon, and everything's great. Stopped at the ice cream shop, you know, outdoor ice cream shop. Say, hey, let's uh, let's get a couple of shakes, you know. So we had a couple of shakes, and we're sucking on the shakes and everything. He goes, hey, by the way, uh, how much are you paying me for for helping you today? I go, you're drinking it. That that's it. I, you're drinking your money right there. You want another one? I'll get you another one. But I didn't make a lot of money on that job. I can yeah. only afford to pay you a shake. To this day, now how old that was? That was 1980. To this day. When we see each other, he goes, "Hey, remember when you paid me a shake?" <laughs> um, I don't know if we have time for this story, but I, I, I'll tell you the first job I installed. I was going to say sand and finish, but I didn't do all the sanding. I installed it. Actually, the guy, the guy, the family was the family that owned the Oakland Tribune, the Oakland Tribune newspaper in California. A lot of money. They had beautiful, fabulous home. I was a, as a carpenter at the time, and I was doing this on the side again because I just, I just loved doing the floors, and I just. You know, it wasn't really even about the money, although certainly the money was nice. Uh, actually, would have been nice had I got any. Um, but I worked solely. It was a five sixteenths top nail floor, so I borrowed the uh, the Kavanaugh nailer off of my uncle. At eleven o'clock at night, I'm not kidding you. At eleven o'clock at night, the family said, "Okay, Wayne, good night. We're going to go up to bed," and they got pajamas on. And there, it, it was a it was a man and wife and their son who was seven, about seven years old at the time, and they're going off to bed upstairs. I'm still down here at 11 o'clock at night working. And I'm acting like everything's fine. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes. <laughs> I like working until 11.30 at night. Um, <laughs> I bid that job so low that I, and I, I, I couldn't run the big machine at that point. I thought I'd just hire my Uncle Stan to, to do that part, and I would do everything else. All I need him to do is run the big machine for the entire job. I, I would do everything else. He came in there and ran the big machine, and he made more money in that that what four or five hours of him running that big machine that I made on that tire install sand and finish on that job. Nice. 
I drive by that house when, in California. I could drive to that house today. <laughs> Big, beautiful house. Super nice family. Really nice family. But um, yeah. We did. We had a job like that where the people would go to bed and we'd be like, all right, you know, it's, it's 11 o'clock. Good night. Yeah. And we coat them in. We, we coat. <laughs> we coated the downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> The guy the put lessons. a ladder. The guy put a ladder just in case there was an emergency, and he had to get out. And I'm thinking, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to disrupt those floors. You don't want to get footprints on the floors or anything. If well, there's, there's a fire, where you got to climb out of the ladder. Yeah, if there's a fire, you don't walk it on the fresh finish. That's right. You want that ladder. Good night, everybody. That's the thing about this trade. Every lesson comes at a hard price. You know what I mean? Everything you learn new, man, is is, is so hard hard to learn uh something new in this trade or and that's why i think the schools are so important rob i think as much as we joke around the passion that you have for your schools and like you say your goal your, your goal yes of course bona wants to earn their business but your goal every time you have a school is that a guy comes out he can make more money you say it every time i want the guys to be successful the tips and techniques that you pass on that, that it's you know that that can make someone's life take the learning curve off of 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 the stress level and, and make them successful. And I don't know about you. I still have guys that call me. I had one the other day that reached out to me that's gone on to do floors and he's, he's successful and he's, he's a very humble guy. And he, and, you know, wants to show me how much he's done since, you know, what an honor, what an absolute honor that he would still think about us that would, that would call and say, you know what I learned from you. Uh, in fact, the guy said I was, I was the, um, his instructor, Daniel Boone and myself was his, his instructor. <laughs> that uh, he still remembers us from the, that day. And, and, you know, he's gone on to do these same, these same pictures of his floor. And, and it is an absolute honor that he would think of us at, uh, you know what I mean? So um, it's I, happened to me twice. And I mean, it happened to me twice with Pauline there. Oh, that's we, nice. uh, yeah. We went to, uh, went to a NASCAR race. We were invited down, went to a NASCAR race in Richmond. And as we're walking in, to the race just pauline and i two young guys come running up to me and they were calling me coach because that's what we were fooling around during the school and they started going crazy how lucky pauline was <laughs> that she you. was married to me what an awesome guy uh, we've been buffing stain it was and their whole thing was we showed them how to buff stain up wow and they it was hysterical same thing happened one time we were at airport in tampa a guy walks up to me talking to me about what he learned at the school telling pauline once again how lucky she was that this what a guy you know you're with this guy every day wow yeah it was it, there are some great parts to the to training and and working with guys and and that's one of my favorite i'll tell you what the other favorite is just what we've been doing is just hearing everybody's crazy ass stories. Yeah. I I could listen to floor guy stories all day. Well, I need another day in our schools just to let everybody cuz once one story comes, you just see you can see in people's eyes, oh, I got I got to you got to hear mine. Yeah. You know what's nice about that too and and every rep if there's any reps listening to this show should learn this is that and we hear each other's stories all the time. Rob knows all my stories. I know all his. I want to hear the next guy's stories. I like sitting around at the end of the school or at the end of the day, or we go and have a drink somewhere. And I like listening to the guys up in Canada, what their story is. A guy down in Georgia, you know, different parts of the country, maybe someplace I've never been before. 
and uh, and you start you you say it all the time. It is like a brotherhood, man. You kind of realize we all have the same struggles. Uh, if you're a hardwood floor person, you ain't in this job because it's a job. It's it's too hard for that. You're in this because you have a passion for it. Right, you know what right. I mean? And you love what you do. And um, uh, so that, that I think is probably some of the best reasons to go to the school and go to the NWFA and go to the conferences. And and uh, you know I you know I was thinking about social media the other day. How lucky we are to be on the top of the food chain. We don't even realize it. I'm, Saturday, I'm driving down the road. There's a, there's a, looks like a, like a ground squirrel, dead, smashed on the side of the road, okay? There's a buzzard eating it, okay? I go down a mile, about, I go down about another mile and a half down the road, and there's a big dead deer on the side of the road, just, just, just has been killed. And there's three buzzards eating that, that deer. And I told my wife, I said, you know, if they had social media, they could go, hey, don't fool, you don't have to worry about that ground squirrel down there. There's a whole fresh dead deer right here, just right up the road. You know what I mean? How lucky that we get to we get a, communicate these things and not have to learn the hard way like the old days. Yeah. Maybe Where the hell do you live? Huh? Where do you live, man, with all this death and destruction Burning everywhere? And buzzards and <laughs> you okay? I'm good. Yeah. So. I think you're starting to crack up, huh? It's got to, you know, what's got to be tough for you in this whole lockdown huh. is I, I know, you know, your national sales manager, he's a sales manager, but to be considered non-essential, that's, <laughs> that's got to kill you. Huh? That's right in the heart. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one. I, I, Cause I'm kind of feeling the same thing. You know, this old, uh, he's non-essential. I took all the pictures down of Pauline and the grandkids and the kids. I just put pictures of me up all over my yeah, office. Just to prove to yourself that you're essential. I'm essential. That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing I love about the power drive, and especially up here in the Northeast, pattern floors. Yeah. Pattern floors are always misery. Now a pattern floor is as easy as doing a strip floor using the power drive. Yeah. Yep. All the dish out you used to worry about, and and uh, and um, you know the crossing over the blocks. Make sure you got the, all the scratches out with the big machine and work your way down. Uh, and and now you can get them so dead flat. I'm gonna beat them steel wheels to still still dish to death, man. Because on a parquet pattern floor, they're just man, they're lifesavers. They do change the game. Um, what about floors with thin wear layers? Absolutely. Um, you worry about uh, some of those engineer floors of, of, of uh, you know, you want to sneak up on them, right? You don't want to put 30, that's not the time to put 36 grid on and, and uh, you know, go to town. You want to be able to sneak up on those floors. So yeah. it does allow you to, to, the chance to do that as well. I mean, up here, we have some really old fur floors that I know when I was drumming, sometimes on the top of that groove, I was getting that splinter. They're I was taking too much of the meat off of the top of the groove, you know, couldn't help it. Yeah. So we didn't have a power drive. We talked with uh, Sprig Lynn uh, earlier about, um, about some of these historic floors where you, you just don't want to take much off at all. There's just not, not much there. These old 516s, top nail floors, pattern, these beautiful floors works, works fantastic for that. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I love showing at the school is how close you can, you can get to eliminate edging. We can get up to an, an inch and a half from the wall. 
Yeah. And that's all that's left for the edger is an inch and a half. Yeah. I mean, if I was a contractor, I would definitely find some base and shoe that would be an inch and a half and I I'd be done. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that, and you know, some guys uh, I've noticed some guys, you know, Oh, that's a two twenty machine. And some of the knock against some of the planetary sanders that are 110 is they constantly blowing breakers. 220 is exactly what you want for a machine like this. It is aggressive. It, it's not a buffer. It can be a buffer, but when you want it to, when you put the weights on it and you get steel plates, you want all the power you can get. That's why the 220 makes it's effortless with the 220. You're not fighting power all day long. Yeah, I just think that, um, you know, if you looked at it in the past, if you're like me, and and, uh, and, and honestly, I wasn't even, you know, I, I wasn't, pre- I guess I just wasn't prepared to get blown away like I was. I, I knew the machine, I knew the power drive, I'd used it before. Like I said, I, the first one I sold was to my brothers. But I had not used it when we had the, the, the weights. The weights are like putting that thing on steroids. And, well, I remember uh, when I started training, and we had just, I think we had the power drive for maybe a year or two when I started in training and that was just the power drive, no weights. And I thought, Oh, that's a good, this is a good machine. Mm-hmm. But now with the weights, it's, it's an awesome machine. I mean, that, that weight kit has absolutely changed the game with that machine. Yeah. No question. It is too. And I love this. It's two machines in one for anybody out there thinking uh, I got to buy a buffer. Well, this is a buffer. You take that four headed planetary gear driven plate off and you can put on a Tampico brush, multi-disc regular buffing plate to buff stain in. I, I mean, this really is two machines in one. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, the design with the, uh, with the oversized wheels, Actually, when the when that, when Bono came out with that design with the oversized wheels, I always thought the wheels would get in the way. You know what I mean when I first saw it. But um, those wheels are nice, man. Going up and down stairs and everything, and they're oh soft. Oh my god! Well, now one guy can handle handle the equipment. Yeah. In and out of the truck, those big wheels. I'm, the way the handle folds over, it doesn't take up hardly any space in the truck. It's very compact, but yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm going to show pictures when I get my floors when Jeremiah and I, and um, what a what a treat to co- be able to collaborate with Jeremiah uh, on his job. Yeah, he's a stud floor guy, man. He's really good. So he's a territory manager for uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. I wonder who <laughs> trained Jeremiah. Who, who trained Jeremiah? Do you know? Well, that would be me. Um, yeah, he worked for me, but then, you know, listen, he went on his own, uh, to be a, just a great contractor in his own right. I mean, really, really good contractor. So, yeah. So I'll take pictures as I go along with this. And, um, you know, of course we're going to, we already, already did use the 540, uh, on that first. And, uh, I'll talk about those things and, uh, and just some, and also this is not, it's not a panel. It's a real job site where, uh, this house is a historic home and, in a 16 foot span, the wall's off two inches. And um, you know what I mean? And, I, and it's a pattern floor, so I can't let the, I can't follow the, I can't follow the walls. I want all my points to line up. So I had to make some, so, and I have OCD about, and I, I honestly, 
I was not going to do this floor. This floor is not the not suited for this environment. In other words, it's a parquet floor, and in a room that has a radius, and the walls are not square. All right. So if if I just walk up here and they said, okay, put whatever floor in here, I would have done something differently. But you know why I'm doing this floor? Because I've had these damn blocks for over 20 years. I've had these, I did these for another job. These were left over on another job. I had, I had to add to it. I had about half as much material. But over the years, my brother would say, hey, you're not gonna use some blocks. Let me, let me have those. Even Jeremiah a couple of times would see them in my garage and go, you know what, you're not doing floors anymore. Just let me have them. It was, that wasn't the point. The point is I started something and I had to finish it. So um, that's why I'm using this floor in that, in that, in that environment up there and uh i say we'll take pictures and maybe some videos along the way but uh it should be pretty cool when it's done well i noticed that you said that uh you know it's not a panel you're uh you're still upset about what i said to you about six years ago huh that's still that day that we were doing the uh you were doing a demo in lamb in cincinnati and i called you the panel king well i gotta tell you that's what my son calls me now. Okay. If I, if he calls me and you know, I'll say, well, you know, try this, this, and this. And he's like, I don't even know why I'm asking the panel King. So. Okay. That, that strikes down to the core. So I'm glad that you mentioned it's not a panel. It's, it's a real job. We might have to cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> we may have to not use this part because if there's any rep on planet earth, that you cannot accuse of being a paneled wizard is me. You know, yes. Do you remember that day? Did I said that to you? I remember that day. Yeah. All right, then. Listen, don't cut it out. Let's hear it. Where were you when Kennedy got shot? (laughs) Nobody calls me the panel wizard. All right. No, I I called you panel. I didn't call you a panel wizard. I call you the panel king. No, you called me a panel wizard because (laughs) I remember that like it was yesterday. Nobody calls me that. I've did this over 30 years, man. So uh, I'm, I'm not that guy. What I, you know what I like to see? You know what's funny? I saw when I first got a job as a sales rep, I saw two other two other sales reps, doesn't matter what company you work for, and it was a demo day. So they had a <laughs> nail off, they nailed off a four foot by eight foot sheet of plywood with two and a quarter inch strip flooring, right? So these two out of shape reps probably look like me now. Are, are bent over nailing this floor off and you know they got they, they put the last board down they sent they, they nailed that last board off they put the gun down and they give each other like a slow motion high five <laughs> like they just completed something you know what i mean and i, I was so disgusted <laughs> I, I had to look away i was like are oh, you kind of kidding me <laughs> but to top it off the guy turned to the other guy and said all right it's going to get hot today man stay hydrated <laughs> So, <laughs> man, I never laughed so hard. So, that is awesome. Yep. All right. Oh, listen, we fooled around long enough. Um, Rob, uh, congrats on your daughter, man. That's huge. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. She's very happy, and I couldn't be happier. The guy she married is just an awesome kid. Awesome nice. kid. Nice. I think I like him better than her. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know that is that is uh, not true because I've, I I've, I've said this many times and uh, you know I was watching I uh, did you did you watch the last dance 
No. On on uh, with uh, Michael Jordan. No, oh. I haven't watched that yet. I'm, okay, uh, so phenomenal, phenomenal, absolutely. I love the the competition. I, I that it it just kills me how competitive he was, man. I loved it. I and do. He, I did see the one part where he said, "No, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive problem." Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to watch it, even if you're not a basketball fan. I thought it was phenomenal, but it started. It, it made me think. You know, what are you going to be remembered for? What is the one thing when it's all said and done? What is the one thing that this world will remember you by? And and I've, I, what I like about you, what I've said before, is, is you are such a family guy. Your family is so important to you. Uh, it, it's that that is your makeup. And when, when, when I've traveled with you, when I've gone to schools with you, and, and, and we've been on different occasions, you know, Rob, number one, the most important thing in your, your life is your family. And I think that's uh, very admirable about you. And uh, so anyhow, that made me think of you when they, when they, when I saw that show. So, well, thank you, you very much. Me, what what they think of me when it's they're going to say Wayne Highlander? I don't know what I don't I, I can't put in the words, but I know one thing for damn sure: he wasn't a panel wizard. He wasn't a panel wizard. So. <laughs> So you give me one of the nicest compliments I've ever had in my life given to me. And I gave you one of the worst. It's, it's always been like that. <laughs> All right. You're no right. longer the, the panel wizard. I'll, right, I'll take brother. that one back. All right. Thank you. But thank you very much. And yeah, I do. Uh, I do have a lot of fun with the family. Yep. All right. You know, it's a it's a day late, but I, I, I would like to say happy Victoria Day to our Canadian listeners. Appreciate your listenership more than I can say. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, we'll, uh, and you know that I thought we this would be our lap, last episode with, was when you when you went through and talked about your colonoscopy. I thought, well, that's that's the end of the program. I mean, we'll be surely fired after this. But magically, you didn't get us canned. So uh, thanks, folks. We'll try to think of something else. We'll just keep yeah. pushing that envelope. There you go. Please stay tuned for another episode. It's been on, on the floor with Wayne and Rob.